Literally, you've never seen Wizard of Oz. I'm a friend of Dorothy, so fuck off. <laughs> not Eli, friend of Dorothy Vanto. Period. Start your sublight engines. It's time for RuPalp's Pod Race, a queer Star Wars podcast. Welcome back to another week of chaos. I'm Jess. My handle that you can find me at is Kawaii Jessio on most social media. And my gender this week is. Hunter, sorry babe, the mullet stays on during chip surgery, bad batch. I want him to have an undercut. I want him to like bow his head down and all his hair like falls forward. You're getting undercut tech, so congrats. I don't want that. undercut tech though. That's what I'm saying is undercut Hunter confirms he him lesbian Hunter. He already has a mullet. Like that's gay culture. My name is Ollie. My pronouns are they, them. My social media ad is Fresh with a PH on pretty much all social media sites. And my gender this week is DIY lobotomy. I'm Noah. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. And you can find me on TikTok at the Jewish Jedi. And my gender this week is my favorite baby batty, blonde, beautiful, badass, bimbo babe, Captain Rex. <laughs> I did spend an inordinate amount of time finding appropriate uh, B-word synonyms that meant close to the same thing to use for that. So... Not bitch, bad bitch, like. Rex I don't want to call bitch. my my bestie babe bimbo, bimbo babe a bitch. That's so cruel of me. Hi, my name is Mel. I use they them pronouns. Uh, you can find me on TikTok at Grunkle Rex. Um, my gender this week is um. Okay, sorry, I have to prepare myself because I'm about to do an impression. <clears throat> Imagine I'm Jasper Hale from t- the Twilight series. Vital scars. <laughs> I just, you know, I can't. I Nothing could have prepared me for what came out of your mouth after you said, imagine I'm Jasper Hale from the Twilight franchise. I knew what you were going to do and it still, it still shocked me. We were watching the episode together and you said that like every five seconds, you were like, vital scars. And I was like, I, I, I was like, I'm trying to watch the show. I read Twilight for the first time about seven months ago, so. Oh my god. My name is Claudia. My pronouns are she, her. You can find me on social media at Kaludia says with a K, K K-A-L-U-D-I-A says. My gender of the week is Homewrecker 9nub. Um, this comes from a comic panel that we're... (laughs) Oh my god. God. Wait, what? <laughs> I forgot yes. about this. The reason that um this came up was there was a comic of I believe um uh, Zeb uh is some in some gathering of the rebellion and <laughs> Zeb is for context Zeb in this comic is double cheeked up. He has the roundest <laughs> bubble butt I've ever seen in a comic. <laughs> and Nine Nub is just just checking it out um and we just noticed it in that panel um and that's all i could think about so guys um a lot happened this week um one of our big accomplishments i'll say we did it guys tumblr artist pens at pencil scratchins on tumblr at pencil scratch in on twitter drew rexa art and it was beautiful and it was everything i needed in my life i loved it so much I just want, it was, we talk about Rexaw, our favorite rare pair, so much. Um, thank you, Pencil Scratchins. We, we were sitting on a call together when I received a message that this had been posted. And I was like, stop the presses. Everybody shut up. Look at this right now. 
And it was like, I, I have never had a collective experience mm. like that before of pe- all people just collectively losing their minds at one. I love um, converting new people to Rexaw. Welcome to Rexaw Nation. Um, glad you're here on a uh, Rex Bad Batch week because. So for some fun context, I actually was not on this voice call. Uh, while this was happening, I had some family over and Ollie texted me and they just said, Noah, pencil scratches emergency. And I sprinted upstairs to hear about this because I literally was like, we were, I didn't remember what we were talking about, but I was like, I have to go right now. And they were like, what? And I was like, I have to go. And I literally ran up to my fucking room, threw oh my, my laptop open and I was like, what's happening? What occurred? <laughs> and I was not disappointed. So go look at this beautiful art. Um, It's just... It's, I mean, it's, there's Rex with stubble. It's just, it's so, it's Gal, so good. Y'all, like, I am so excited. We are entering the Rexonnaissance. So let's actually, now that we've covered that, an episode of The Bad Batch came out. It was Vital Scars. Seven. It was called Vital <laughs> Scars. Please. please. Um, it, or as I like to call it, the alternate title, Return of the King. <laughs> we have been joking and calling it the Return of the King and making a waking lord of the rings jokes and also because rex means king for aeons and when we found out that he would be in it and then they did a lord of the rings reference to introduce him like it was really full circle and i just big shout out i hope that was on purpose um it just it felt good felt organic and um epic aragorn moment i loved it very much i hate to be critical of a poncho moment that being said (gasps) his poncho at one point looked like I hate he to say it. Like, it was like thick on him. If the, does that make no, sense? He looked like, like the looked broad like... side of a barn. Like I love Rex, but he looked how fucking no, dare you no, attack him like I'm this? Sorry. From the angle when he walks up and takes his hood off, he looks extremely wide. He looks like that Kanye West like puffer <laughs> jacket moment. That's what he looks like. He looks like that. He also looks like he's like a sim wearing like custom content. So like it's just like clipping just a little bit on his shoulder. Give him a break. Like he's worn this like armor and and blacks like all of his life. He is wearing his under. Oh. He's still wearing <laughs> he's... his armor under the poncho. I was yeah, like, girl, no, like, if I, that poncho okay, falls off, that... you're fucked. <laughs> I found that so yeah. funny though because he was like, I've been laying low, and I was like, I don't know how you've been doing that in your patented five hundred first gear, like with no mask in your fucking. You know what? Not anti mask Rex. <laughs> No, you know what? I I respect his dedication to the aesthetic and to his his whole vibe. Like, uh, epic gay people moment. I will say this though. Um, one of the iconic things about about the Pancho Rex moment, he looked really good in this episode. Like from an animation standpoint, I was Absolutely. like, wow, y'all really like threw the budget into this into every shot of his face, huh? It's As you should. It's what he deserves. I was gonna speaking of so the reveal for Rex. Um, Claudia mentioned it was kind of like the Aragorn moment where he has his hood up and then looks up um and when i saw rex's eyes i was like that's rex that's rex i'm gonna freak out but i did want to say one of the reasons that he looked up jess do you want to give us a bolo watch real quick yeah okay so bolo rolled up on rex and was gonna commit a hate crime against rex because he's sitting in his seat and then rex kicked his ass he said stop sitting there's no sitting around in this place if you have a hood on I actually really like that I could recognize him immediately because he was wearing his pauldrons. Um, yeah. And I was like, there he is! There's Rex! There he is! Not I to recognized be like... him from, like, even just his eyes under his fucking poncho hood. Like, Damn. 
I was like, oh, there's Rex. uh, But Epic being right about predicting things moments because I very strongly defended, as did most of us, the idea of Rex being the one that was on the phone. So I'm just saying that as an Oracle, I would like, (laughs) because I don't know, did this episode traumatize me? Yes. Did it still follow the exact trajectory that I had mentally mapped for it, like down to the letter? Also, yes. Please never trust me again. Actually, it was Jess who ended up being the most right. Because Jess who was like, um, and I was correct about the Order 66 stuff, that it wasn't just Jedi. Although stuff. I will say, they stood in a circle around him where they were like, let's all yell Order yeah, 66. Yeah, let's all yell trigger They were like, they were like Jedi, Padawan, whatever. I was like, Hunter's like, up. did you guys notice the thing that sent Wrecker off was when Hunter said, yeah, we saw it. We got the Jedi, but the Padawan got away. And Wrecker was like, I'm going to kill Kane and Jarrus. The parallels between Wrecker and Omega and Ahsoka and Rex in that moment, like between that line and also all the visual stuff, I was like, I can't do this, bestie. I can't do it. Um, Do we want to kind of go through like chronologically? Because yeah. first we have Rex reveal. We have um them having drinks together, which was so powerful. Wine Mom Echo had his moment. Um, I, I will say yeah. I was, and I was not alone in this. I wanted... Echo and Rex to sort of react more to seeing one another than they did. Like, yeah. it was fine, but I also was like, okay. Especially, like, considering Echo thought Rex was dead. Like, straight up, they he yeah. thought Rex was dead, and then he walks in, he's like, um. But I did have this thought is, because this is, they also talked about Fives in this episode, and I think it's clear Echo already knew Fives was dead. He probably just didn't know the exact context. But yeah. what gets me is, I think that this shows that the way that clones think about death is absolutely different from other people because it's like they are literally born and bred to fight and die which sucks but it's evident in the way that echo was responding to seeing rex alive and to talking about fives who has been with him since the beginning yeah what i was gonna say is i also think that there's just a possibility that during the bad batch arc in season seven of clone wars like there is like a little bit of a time jump in between of them like coming back from fucking whatever Skako Minor uh, to wherever the fuck they were, I forgot. Um, where I do think that would have been the time where Rex would have been like, hey, bestie, bad the, news about fives. The other thing, too, is we also, I keep forgetting that Echo has been plugged into the Separatist stuff for so long, so oh. we don't know what kind of information he was getting while in there. True, so that's I forgot also about that. like, like, he hasn't been totally cut off from the world. Um, yes. And I do. I'm getting the horrible mental image of, I don't know how the Separatists would find out that, like, Fives fucking died, but I am imagining a horrible mental image where Echo's, like, tied up and, like, in his little stupid tech clan paw being, like, and being like, oh, your brother died, and he's like, oh, Wig, I hate that, thank you. I really I don't mean, think they would have gotten that information about one specific clone, though. No, I mean, I pra- know, but still. It would just be, like, lists of, like, like what troops like had casualties or whatever and like how many casualties either that or it would have been some variety of like clone went rogue got imprisoned and tried then to was kill executed. palpatine not him finding out fives died from a fucking star wars buzzfeed article no <laughs> top five clones who tried to kill palpatine number one will shock you no, number five will shock you <laughs> i hate it here I feel really bad because when people are like, oh my gosh, what if they go to Bracca? I'm like, Cal Kestis is on Bracca. For those of you who haven't played Jedi Fallen Order, Cal Kestis has been on Bracca since Order 66 until five years after um, 
And I remember being like, when the trailer came out and we saw the ship graveyard, people were like, oh, what if they go to Bracca? I'm like, oh, I don't think that would make sense because Cal Kestis, like, he obviously hasn't seen clones and blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, yeah, we have to go to Bracca. And I was like, oh, well, there's egg on my face, huh? I was the same as a as a person also presently replaying Fallen Order. Like, that's what I'm doing with my free time. And I was like, hey, besties, um, this planet looks fucking nothing. Like, Bracca, both from space and on the surface, I was like, where is the rain? Where, like... It, it was like sunny it could be another and kind side of, misty. of the planet. It well, be- it almost definitely was because the thing about uh, Braca in as we see it in Fallen Order is that it's an actual scrap yard. Like things are being brought there. That was more of a pile. I feel like it was like a pile they were gonna get to later, and that's why there were only scouts moving around it. I know we are we, we've moved to Braca, but I just want to say the moment where Rex is like, wait, you guys don't have your chips out? And then he's like, immediate dad mode. He's like, this is my child now. I, I, it broke me inside. Like he, he immediately went from like, oh, this bitch called me old to that's my child now. And Hunter being like, but that's my child. Wait a minute. Like him going immediately into dad mode. Like it sent me, I was, I was so emotionally fragile. I I couldn't deal with it. I'm also losing it at, rex being like oh you guys don't have your chips out and immediately getting like oh my god just like my boys just like when i had to freaking like watch jesse die like that's that's what i'm thinking about is rex being like yeah it's when he was like i can't bury any more of our brothers i was like bestie me too like honestly yeah i was just gonna like ask like how much time do we think has passed since order 66 because this had to have been like a month or two right i think two months max that's what I was thinking as well. Because we see Omega's training has has somewhat progressed and I there it's unhelpful of them to not give us really any indication of how long things have been. But I think we can infer by how long Rex has been working with some variety of an early rebel cell and also how things in the galaxy are going that it had to have been at least two months. When Rex was talking about um, I can't bury any more of my brothers and I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't deal with that, it made me think of this Tumblr post where someone was like, in order for him and Ahsoka to have that whole graveyard for everybody on the Venator ship, um, he would have had to take the helmet off of every single one of them to do that and look at every single one of their faces to do that. Um, and that's what I thought about again. As I watch this, and he also him- would have hey, bestie, had to have excavated the their bodies. Hey, hey, besties, what the fuck? I can't hey, do this right now. You know what's so funny too is like, here's the thing I was thinking about. Funny and not in actually funny. Funny and really sad is um I'm imagining the scene towards the end when Rex shoots Wrecker with the stun beam when he's about to attack Omega. All I can think about is him being like, oh my god, it's happening again. Like, this is no good. And him being like... I- I'm just imagining him saying... Like, they save Wrecker in the rest of the batch, and all he can think about is, like, imagine all of the people in the 501st, and in, what is it, the 332nd that is Ahsoka's Legion? That think, we yeah. that we couldn't save because, like, we didn't have this... We weren't in this situation. Like, And again, I do still believe the clones think very differently about death than the regs do. <laughs> Not the regs, but like the natborns. But I digress. I just wanted to posit a very sad thing, thought that came up in my head, of uh, what if Omega ha- did end up having to kill Wrecker in that moment? Literally, 
No, because her finger was on the trigger and like she was ready to pull. Like it, if it was like like yeah. milliseconds away from like Girl her boss. straight up murking wrecker. Okay, but this is this is what I was this is what I was thinking was like we we were talking about how all of our theories and whatever and how the darkest one we could think of was what if they just had wrecker just straight up go for Omega and point a gun at her and that was the exact one they did. I was like of all the crazy fucked up Order Six Six things that or like scenarios that we've been running through. Like, I, I, I watched it in a state of shock, and then I, I saw the scene again, like, on TikTok, whatever, and I was like, they made that terrifying. Like, if I was a child watching this, they, like, they chose the darkest timeline. Like, <laughs> So not to get on my, like, okay, so last week, and I'm not sure if I said this on the pod or if I mentioned it on my TikTok, but I talked about the idea of, like, record going evil Baymax, as in, like, does bad thing, but then pretty much immediately recovers from that, and I do think that's what happened. And I also don't think they're going to address this as like a trauma um, for Omega because nobody seemed to be that like um, angry at Wrecker after the fact. They were like, hey bud, happens to the best of us that we get taken over by inhibitor chips. Like even she was like, okay, guess we're done now. Like that's that's sort of what I see. But the also- The other thing um, too is that Omega is the one who knows about the chips and Omega was yeah. the first to be like, Crosshair, don't be upset. It's not your fault. So it's like, I feel like Omega is going to be more forgiving than like literally probably than she should be. But I do. I do also think, though, there was a moment in the episode where I literally was like, is Wrecker's head going to fucking explode? Because like, I know they wouldn't do that on this type of show. But I fully was like, oh, hey, his head's going to blow up. Like physically, it's going to implode. Omega's like whole entire energy this episode with the chips was really interesting to me. Um, because like you said, she is the person who knows the most out of the out of the gang about the chips. Even I would argue more so than Rex, like in terms of just like her understanding because of whatever relationship she has with the Kaminoans, which we can get into later. Um, but like d- there's a line she has, I wrote it down because I was like, whoa, girl, like what are you talking about? Where it's, I think it's a lot of, it's a combination of her being a child and anxious, but also like she says um, to Hunter, like, just because this worked on Rex doesn't mean it's going to work on Wrecker. And the fact that she said that, like, I was like, okay, first of all, so true, bestie. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, like, what, what does that mean? What do you know that you're not saying, bestie? Like, what happens well, if that doesn't work besides death? Here, here's my thing. They had a couple, like, illuminating moments about chips from Omega in here. And I, I know everyone was saying, like, oh, she would be more forgiving or whatever. And, like, they're all forgiving. But, like, she is also a child and may grow up. And that would be a trauma later for her that, like, yeah, maybe she forgives him. But it still fucks with you. But but I also think, like, her whole purpose is being, like, you know how, like, the wisdom of a child sort of thing which can be a bit of a trope like it it can be a real thing but it can also be a bit of a trope thing when you have a child character with adults um and that she's very much like having the insight that the adults are maybe too wrapped up in the situation to have they they chose omega to say a couple different things the the line that mel just mentioned um and then they when they were like oh and then they specifically had a moment where where rex is like how did you guys find out about the chips um and they were like, oh, Omega told us. And then he goes, how do you know that, like, do you have a chip? And she's like, no. And I feel like that was very Nar, important. I don't think she has a chip. Like, I am more inclined to agree that she does not have a chip. I guess 
my question too is I think that this is illuminating like what is her purpose because her purpose is not to be controlled like she has another purpose and that's what I'm that's what that's what I was thinking because even here's my thing even if she did for whatever reason have an inhibitor chip I'm like can you imagine Omega tries to kill the bad batch like they're they're fully like she's like you guys are in violation of order 66 Okay, but this, this they is wouldn't be able to fight is- back. They're like, that's a child. Wreckers, like, she has a knife to my face. And I'm like, well, you can't hit her back. She's a baby. They, they hold her up like-, like Chucky in the fucking movie. And Chucky, like, I hate you. <laughs> they throw her thing, though, into something. It's not necessarily a murder chip. It's just a control chip. I'm willing to bet that Omega has regular aging. I think that that's something we've all kind of talked about. Yeah. I think Omega has regular aging. What if the Kaminoans knew that the, like, obviously they knew the war was going to end when it did. So what if they were like, we don't need to put chips in the later batches because it'll already be the Empire and the Jedi will already be dead. How deep does this go? Wait, I I don't know if that works though, because if she had regular aging, like they had never seen her on on Kamino before. And she's like, what, eight? It had seemed like the clone woman. I forgot her name. Is it Nalase? Or is that Nalase? Okay. I felt like she kept her on a pretty short leash up until she got the fuck out. Um, and the Bad Batch were kind of busy for the entire war. So I think it's very well possible that like she was just like chilling with Nalase for the past eight years. Um, but also that just kind of goes into my overall theory about where the fuck Omega's purpose lies. I think it's just that the Kaminoans realize that Unless there is a war going on, clones do not have a purpose, right? Um, in their eyes, I, clones mean a whole lot to me. Um, I, call me Plo Koon because clones mean a lot to me. Call me Plo Koon <laughs> because I don't think that you guys are you guys are expendable. Um, anyways, what I was saying was I do think like them experimenting with what what can they have clones specialize in and do is definitely something that Omega could be a part of like oh like she, she seemed to be like a medical companion for Nalase um and so like you know <laughs> nurse practitioner Omega RN Omega not RN I, Omega cuz here's here's the thing that I think about with Omega's purpose I feel like we have to consider three things one the reality is that this property is written after the clone wars and it's written after the prequels so the idea that we haven't seen X character therefore they weren't there isn't in my opinion like a valid way of understanding their purpose because there are a lot of characters we haven't seen that were at the same time two now let's say let omega go with them like and directly intervenes to cause that problem so that's why i'm like okay she has obviously there are grander plans for omega and the other thing that i i do want to like sort of think about is I don't know if her purpose is as like a chip but I feel like Mel's idea that Omega's purpose is more as like a trial run of a different way of dealing with cloning or at least of keeping it relevant is where that would lie because the entire plot with Nalase and the Kaminoans when they were in the show which okay where are they now we don't know but when they were there was trying to keep the cloning facilities open running and useful so I think that she might just be like a first trial of that process. So when Mel, when Mel posited this theory, it was because I went down a rabbit hole of, uh, since they announced Omega as a character, people noticed that they were like, okay, well, Omega is the last 
letter in the Greek alphabet. And does that mean that she's the last clone or whatever? Um, And I went down a rabbit hole of like, what does the letter Omega and the name Omega mean in all kinds of different disciplines and whatever? Um, And this might be too deep or whatever, but I kind of got to a certain point and that's, and then we were talking about Mel's theory. And basically in a lot of different disciplines, in a lot of different things, um, Omega can mean like either like some form of stability or like, your starting point or null or or that kind of thing and so it it goes with mel's idea of like in a time of peace what what um uh, like a clone for a time of peace but i think it also goes with her abilities so the two things that we've seen her do are be very smart and have a know a lot of things um, but also be able to pick things up very quickly. We've seen that as mimicking, but, like, she picks things up very quickly, and maybe that's, like, um, she picks up, like, the hand signals and how they do and how they do their, their missions very quickly. She mimics them literally. She has all this information in her brain. Um, like, clearly these are all, these are all things to make her very, like, very smart and very useful in some sort of way that's maybe not necessarily in a warmongering sort of way. Um, but that's just what I was thinking. Um, yeah, if you go down the, the rabbit hole of what Omega means, um, on Wikipedia, um, I I did go down a galaxy brain sort of, sort of thing, but I just, I just think it's neat. I think, also the, the idea, they did mention when they, she did say, they did, like, confirm, like, Rex was from the first batch. Um, and it would be very cool of, like, the first clone meeting the last one. And also, epic first and last blonde clone moment. Um, I, I honestly, when she, okay, when Omega looked at Rex and was like, I can tell you all by the lines on your forehead. I was like, <laughs> excuse me, Hunter's your dad. Look at, have you seen Hunter and you're going to say Rex looks old? I'm sorry, I love Hunter. Literally. I think Hunter's beautiful, but he has some eye bags and he has a headband on. I know is covering up some forehead lines. That man looks haggard okay like and rex looks, looks very weathered. smooth like he's okay also i'm so sorry i'm now talking about clone Standard aging team. i'm this is a, this is so the clones age two times as fast as humans right at this point rex could not be older than maybe 14 at the oldest he'd be 28 at the oldest he's like probably 26 ish and omega's like wow you wrinkly bitch like i'm 23 and I don't have forehead wrinkles yet. I'm not saying that if you're 23 and you do have that, you're bad or whatever, but I'm just saying the idea that Rex has been so aged by this war that he's 26 and he already is like decrepit. It's oh my Zoomer, God. It's Zoomer on millennial violence. Stop. Absolutely. Well, you've seen like other characters like, like Tarkin and like Yularen and even Obi-Wan. They fucking aged to like- Anakin. <laughs> yeah, proximity to Anakin. Except for Ahsoka. Ahsoka got out on time. But, like, Hunter didn't even know Anakin, and he looks haggard. Well, well okay, he met Anakin that once. It's not that, it's not that you, if you meet Anakin, it's not like, oh, every haggard person knows Anakin, but it's that everyone who knows Anakin is haggard. So true, Bestie. Um, sorry to derail the, the Hunter looking no, old I, as fuck talk. I was the derailer. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, but to, to just circle back to Claudia's talking about Omega... Um, as like the start of something new. Um, I think that a lot of the the new Star Wars content we're going to be seeing is going to be creating that connective tissue between the originals and prequels to the sequels. Um, so this is where I would like to bring out my, my big book of Project Harvester, which is um, kind of what is what brings together 
Like that's what Grogu is a part of. That is what the whole Palpatine clone bullshit is a part of. Um, and I think that that Omega could be the beginning of that project. Um, the, the the Ray Palpatine being stored not in the Grogu blood, but in the Omega has always been what I've been saying from the jump. Like, and, and Dave has always been on that since, what what's the arc in the Clone Wars when they first introduced Palpatine testing on children? Um, uh, do you, do you oh, mean oh, oh, the Cad Bane one? Yeah, yes. where they kidnap the kids. Oh, yes, it okay. starts there. It starts there. And, like, it's been since then. And I I, I agree. I agree. It's, it's all coming together. It's all coming together. <laughs> I've connected the dots. You didn't connect shit. I've connected them. <laughs> That's how I feel watching this show. Here's the other thing. This was before chip removal surgery. Wreckers had so much bodily harm done to him. (laughs) And I do want to take a moment to say when they were crossing that rope and all of them went before Wrecker, who is the heaviest member of the Bad Batch, and then he almost got eaten by that monster. Like, first of all, big monsters like that see a Django Fett clone and go, hmm... But also, like, why would they make Wrecker go last? Why wouldn't they be like, okay, you you go first, and then, like, the lighter members will go. I just, Hunter, I I love you so much, but your leadership style really is lacking something. The other thing that was funny to me about that scene that was, like, sending me was he was like, hey, I'm kind of afraid to do this. And they were like, you're stupid. And I was like, hey, he's larger than all of you put together. I would also be worried to cross a tiny, tiny rope across a ravine over water. I think it's because they're just they're just rude to Wrecker and we're like, well, if you grow if you go first, what if you break the rope? Then how are we supposed to get across? So we're gonna go across first. Sorry, Wrecker. <laughs> That's so Okay, rude. did we see who go- went first? Because I do like the idea of them throwing Omega across. No, or no, no, no Omega went last. I, I, I believe it was, it was Rex. Rex. I think it was Rex and Rex Omega. And, Rex and bye, bitches. I don't I'm not kidding. I did actually think that they were going to be like, okay, Wrecker, now throw Omega over and we'll catch her. Honestly, Rex being, honestly, Rex being like, fuck you guys, I'm going first is very gay. And I appreciate that for him. Um, I, I will, Wait, if we're yeah. talking about the Dianoga, I just want to say. The Dianoga, which is the monster that tried to murder Wrecker. Um, the Dianoga, if you guys don't know, um, epic and new hope reference. Uh, because it is the the same tentacled trash monster that we see in A New Hope. Um, it is also our second canonically queer character that we have seen in the Bad Batch, other than Tarkin. <laughs> happy um, Pride. Happy Pride. Fun fact, um, the Dianoga as a species are canonically intersex and gender fluid. They can choose whatever gender they want to be. Um uh, fun fact, go look it up. Also, another thing canonized by the From a Certain Point of View stories. Go, Just go read it. It's great. Um, happy pride to the unnamed Dianoga that tried to eat Wrecker on the planet Bracca. Uh, happy pride. <laughs> I love that this has become like Star Wars National Geographic. <laughs> we got a fascist and we have a trash monster. We did it. The Honestly, LGBT. Those are two genders, fascist and trash monster. (laughs) (laughs) This just goes to show Wrecker's actually smart because Wrecker was like, I don't want to go last. I have a healthy fear of heights. And he was right to be afraid. (laughs) But I do also want to say people are like, oh, Wrecker's dumb. He doesn't have any brain cells. I'm like, you know how many brain cells he was probably using to not act on the chip? I just, Wrecker, he's not 
like academically smart, but my man is a smart king, and I stand by that. Street smarts. I just want to say too, like he probably was super smart, but like with all the like head trauma stuff that he had to deal with, even like before like the chip activation and and the Bad Batch series, he probably like lost all those brain cells from that. Wrecker Wrecker played football in high school. Wrecker played football (gasps) in high school, and now he has head trauma. Hunter, take your boy to the doctor challenge. He's emotional. He has emotional intelligence. That obviously. When he and Omega went to go get their little popcorn, I'm like, and we've seen this too before. Wrecker is the one who's like, when the conversation gets too serious, he's always the one who's like, hey, there's a kid here now. We need to be more mindful. Wrecker, like, this is what gets me when people are like, oh, Wrecker's the dumb one. I'm like, Wrecker's actually very smart, but in a different way from the rest of the batch. And I like, I cannot express how much I love characters that are like, oh, they're the muscle, but they're also smart, as evidenced by my love of one, Gara Zeborelios. <laughs> Anyway, I I also um, not to be like gay on main or whatever, but um, when he wakes up and like pats Omega on the head, I was like, oh, okay, so this is what love is. Gotcha. Making sure like that moment was everything to me. I loved every minute of that. Can we talk about the fact that Wrecker hugged Rex, but he still has not fucking hugged Omega? <gasps> I what well, the fuck Wrecker did pick up to yes. carry Omega? And yeah, he's, that carried her. Hug when... he's carried her, but we have never, we have yet to see a true hug of Omega hugging any of the batch, the, the which fact, feels homophobic. The fact and we that... know when, as soon as, as soon as they have a real hug, somebody's dying. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they're saving it for us to be emotionally destroyed. The fact, too, that when Wrecker saw Rex, he ran up and just gave him the biggest, biggest little hug. And when Echo saw Rex, he was like, Rex? And the closest thing that Echo and Rex got to a hug was when Wrecker's chip activated and he threw <laughs> threw um, Echo at Rex. Rex was, Rex is that that freaking text message image. It's like, my st- I thought my stepdad died and then he sent me this and this is I live, bitch. But it's, it's literally, <laughs> it's literally Rex showing up at Sid's place and Echo's like, I thought, <laughs> thought my CEO died. <laughs> I want to say, uh, going back to... Um, record chip activation moment was when he's like you know he's obviously in a lot of pain and he could have like snapped at any second and they're all just like taking their sweet ass time like yeah he's he's fine and they all turned their backs to him right at that moment like all of them like no one was watching him and they turned around they're like yeah he's okay we're, we're just gonna do our things over here and then that's when he's like i'm gonna kill you all now they, they fully me. were standing there with their backs turned being like, Padawan, Jedi, Order 66, clones, orders, traitors. And I'm like, no offense, but are you guys fucking dumb? Like, I can't, I want to think that Tag on his like fruity little iPad had like a list of buzzwords for Order 66. And he They're was playing like, taboo. Hey guys. <laughs> They're, he's like, hey guys, could you say these words as fast as, as possible, like consecutively? They're like, we got okay. you, buddy. Text fruity little iPad is, that is my new gender. Something that gets me to it that I just realized is I was like, oh, is Hunter going to get his haircut? And first of all, he didn't. But I'm like, is Hunter going to get his Skrillex haircut? And then I was like, no, Tech got a Skrillex. Tech got an undercut. And I'm kind of worried because a lot of the time with male pattern baldness, like if you're balding and you shave your hair, it won't grow back. And I'm kind of worried that Tech's hair is not going to grow. Tech is going to have a single cube of hair in the front of his head by the end of the show. Hunter's like, Hunter's like, you did that to yourself, buddy. I don't know what to tell you. When is Tech going to just fully say, shave it, be done? 
honestly, he'd probably, he'd honestly, he'd look like someone's manager. Like, oh, he'd look like that. he works at the Genius Bar. No! Tech would wear, Tech would wear a collared shirt with short sleeves and a tie clip a and polo. a pocket calculator. A polo. A polo. <laughs> he would. Tech with a polo, but the logo is the, the Bad Batch skull instead. It's, <laughs> instead of, um, like, the, uh, polo logo. Do we want to talk about the epic I, potential moment that we had I, where Rex was like, goodbye, gu- goodbye, do you want to join the rebellion? And then Hunter was like, I really have to not do that right now. And then he was like, okay, well, I'm on the phone. Who do we think he was talking to? Because I know who I think he was talking to, but let's get our I'm going to okay. push this right now. I don't think it was Bale. I'm going to I'm gonna See, say that right I now. I want it to be Bale. So okay. But in my brain, I was like, ooh, Bale Organa. Because he was like, he's talking about loyalty to the Republic. And the only, other than other clones, and he would have said our brothers or clones or whatever. And he didn't. Um, uh, Like, any other than a Jedi, um, who would that be? Obviously, Padme's dead. Um, and that would be, uh, people like Bale and Mon Mothma. Uh, spoiler alert! Uh, so, <laughs> so, um, so that's why I was like, ooh, Sorry, Bale Organa? I imagine watching The Bad Batch having not watched any other Star Wars. <laughs> this is your first piece of Star Wars media. I mean, for some people it is, so. And for you, but, I, I think you're an icon. Genuinely. Yeah, actually, an icon. Imagine listening to this podcast and not oh, having watched boy. Star Wars. <laughs> you don't know who Thrawn is. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Bestie. So I do love the idea of like Rex with baby Leia. I think that's very, very powerful. However, the thing we have to consider is the age of the rebel cell that he's working with is super in its infancy still. Like we don't know for sure how far along we are, but as far as we're aware, this isn't super developed yet. And also, as we talked about last week, the idea of Bale working with a clone in any visible capacity is not only not likely, but it also would cause problems for the rebellion in its infancy. Well, it's under. To be fair, it's under. It's it's underground. I mean, all of they when they start, they're when they start, and in the deleted Revenge of the Sith scene, whatever, they're like, yeah, we need to start doing shit underground. And the first thing I feel like the first thing they would look for is, okay, um, are there any clones who? it didn't activate or they got their chips taken out or whatever or 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 if if they knew somebody whatever like that would be that i feel like that would be the last interaction bale had with the clones was watching them murder one of his friends i don't think a single person not just murdering one of his friends murdering a child oh yeah Uh, a literal also but no but probably thought rex was dead because everyone thought rex was dead i don't yeah, think he, rex he, would wait go he to said he senator. was listed as kia like he was listed as killed in action that that's yeah what but they were bale knows him. but, bale, all but I, I also say don't this... think rex would go to bale i just i really Padme, do love it to be bale but Padme I and cannot... bale fought for clone rights in the in the in the senate that's all i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say well i agree with that i think also just based on the ahsoka book which once again and the ahsoka book could easily and has things that are no longer canon in it that based on where Bale is mentally informing this uh, rebel cell is not in a position to to do anything because that book takes place in 18 BBY and like it seems like he's like I'm just kind of looking for anyone all hands on deck at this point bestie like I I don't know what the fuck I'm doing I think that's what exactly what it is though I think that's that's what they're doing right now they're like I'm just looking for people and additionally I don't think it's necessarily that they're looking for clones to be like oh hey bestie like what's up it's like how do we um 
this is a, an army of millions and millions of people. How do we most efficiently take them down? So that is why I think that Rex may not be working with the Martez or with Bail Organa, but the Martez sisters could be easily working with Bail Organa. Yeah, I agree. I will also say, I think um, this is a theory that we all have kind of talked about. What I do believe happened to Rex is Ahsoka leaves, he leaves, whatever. They are not together anymore. And he goes, I don't really know what to do right now. I've never been by myself. I'm going to go to the one person who I know who is not in any way affiliated with the Republic right now, and that is one Saw Gerrera and the yeah, Rebels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, well, I will say, there is a scene in the trailer, the only scene in the trailer that we have not yet seen is on Onderon. And I'm saying that is how Which we one? get back to Onderon. There's a scene where they're in, like, the Onderon town square from Clone Wars, and Tech is driving, like, one of those Imperial Walker-looking things. So what I could... Or at least we've been, happening... we've been... At least that's how it's framed to be. It could be Correct. something totally different, but... yeah. But what I think that could mean is now we have a connection and Mel and Jess and I think Noah was there and I were talking about this is the idea of them, I think either mid-season or like next couple episodes or like very last episode is them being like, okay, no, we do need to actually be a part of and like help these people. It's going to be Omega being like, no, but we have to help them. <laughs> um, and they're going to, be like, okay, fine. So they call Rex and Rex is like, hey, come to Onderon. And they go to Onderon. And then he's like, yeah, your friend murdered a bunch of people here. <laughs> Talking about crosshair. But I, I do think that Rex is the through line for which, how they get back to Onderon. I do think that it will probably be like the next episode because, yeah, I think Claudia was the one who was saying that. Um, you, uh, with trailers and things, they don't usually use like the later episodes and things for for that mainly they're because done. they're probably not done yeah they're also like the the show also goes like really fast because i expected after um wrecker head trauma that we got last week i thought there was gonna be a filler episode and then they were like no we're getting straight down to brass tacks which i can appreciate i will also say this about the idea of like rex being the through line um, I don't know if that's going to happen like next episode or at least it would happen I think at the end because so often characters that are apathetic towards injustice are moved by seeing greater acts of it especially with like Omega being the emotional centerpiece I agree with all of like I feel like they're going to go somewhere possibly Onderon possibly not and some shit's going to go down and she's going to be like hey so why aren't we doing anything about that um, but also the plot device they have to deal with first is that they, they owe money to Sid. Like they, they're on her tab. So they have to deal with that first. And I feel like while doing that, they might be like, Hey, quick question. What the fuck are we doing? And then they end up going back through the rebellion. Well, and he did say, so, and Rex was like, you know, whenever you figure it out, I'm a call away. So I feel like that's not a next episode thing. That's like a couple episodes down the line sort of thing. That's so exactly that we, what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, I, I do love how he it, and that that is where it, it does come in of him being like where he's like so what do you want to do with your life buddy um and he's like I don't know I'm just being a I'm just being a young dad right now and he's like well have fun with your gap year but we're trying to um do a rebellion here so the bad match is, is rebel shaming hunter well no he's he's, he's dad shaming hunter he's dad shaming, shaming him, him. He's mom shaming him, but he's also, it's like, it's Hunter and the entire Bad Batch's gap year. The problem is, is that we are forgetting that at the end of this episode, the Scrapping Guild on 
Braca did say, hey, can we call the Empire right now? There's some random ass clone on our ship. So I do think next episode, this is this is my dream. And then this is the reality. The re- My dream is that Fennec Shand here overhears this and they send Crosshair and Fennec Shand and Crosshair have, a, have it out. What I think is more realistic is just seeing Crosshair. That being said, I just want Fennec I just want Fennec and them to team up. Fennec and, Welcome. oh my God, what if Fennec and Crosshair team up? That is also another, that. that's I, I another think possibility. What I think but... realistically would be Fennec, Fennec going to get them and then Crosshair also being there and then Fennec being like, oh, I don't like how that, that gentleman is looking at them. <laughs> I, I would like I'll to say that. that the agenda that I would, I would absolutely push there is Fennec and Crosshair both get there at the same time. And she's like, so no, this bounty's actually mine. And then they sharpshooter it out. And like, that's what ends up happening to the two of them. That'd be amazing. Well, and, and also like, if the Empire gets them gets them themselves, then she doesn't get her money. So. Exactly. Also followed by, we know she does not like cops. And what is Crosshair but an Imperial cop at the moment? A-Cap I was gonna chin. say like. A-Cap, she... but it's all Crosshairs are bad. <laughs> I hate I was... you. I was gonna say um, that <laughs> canonically, didn't Fennec like kill a bunch of like Imperials and ISG officers? By... So she's not yeah. like teaming up with Crosshair. I don't think that's. We no. also don't know that she was hired by the Empire. I think that the more we see, the Crimson more likely it is that she was hired by someone who is against the Empire and act not only like wait like wait. I don't think she was hired by the Kaminoans because I did think wait. that at first, but the more we get into it, the more I'm like I don't actually think. That's the Wait, case. Jess. I'm really starting to think Crimson Dawn. Wait, Jess, are are you referencing her line from The Mandalorian, how she's been wanted for some time? That what was if- also Din's line. There's but, like they but, mention it in both season one and like season two when like they first meet Fennec in season one and then season two. That's, they mention that's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe this is how she becomes wanted because at first she's like doing bounties or whatever for the Empire, or whatever, and then she helps the Bad Batch, whatever, and she kills some fucking Imperials, and that's how she gets on their radar um maybe that's how she that's the backstory of that line is this entire series there are two things that i would like to propose one of them is that we have to remember that whoever did hire fennec does not have a competing interest against the bad batch they have a competing interest in acquiring omega alive notably so that also helps us sort of figure out what her actual purpose is is knowing who hired her but also um i don't I don't know if Fennec would necessarily help the Bad Batch unless it, unless it like actively helped her own interest. But like, I would find it extremely funny if this entire series just exists to set up Fennec Shan's notoriety in the next in the next series. It's but the Book of Boba there was Fett. that line, and, yeah, true, and the Book of Boba Fett. But like, there was that line when Fennec first came into the show where they were like, "She's really new on the scene." But she's also known as like a badass. But like that alludes to the idea that she has a reputation to build. Like not to jump on Claudia's Crimson Dawn, like coattails. But uh, in the Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters comics, spoilers for that. Like uh, Crimson Dawn is making its comeback. So we could also be seeing Crimson Dawn like in in the bad batch i'm right now what i'm thinking is what's gonna happen to crosshair and i just got the mental image of fennec and crosshair fighting and the bad batch being like we got to get out of here and then crosshair gets fucking murked by fennec and they're all like oh okay (laughs) and that's and that's why she's wanted because she took out crosshair who's like their one of their biggest assets 
Oh, wait, that's really sad. That's valid. That being oh. said, another concept, once again, because I do love the idea of the Batch and Fennec teaming up, instead of it being Fennec who takes out Crosshair, Crosshair is about to take out Fennec, and who takes out Crosshair? Omega. Powerful. Yes, I love also, that. that. Thank would, you. That would, that would move her character development along from finger on the trigger to finger mm-hmm. pulling the trigger from this episode. And then Fennec and, and then Fennec and Hunter co-parenting Omega. There we go. Perfect. We brought it back. We come full circle. We've Fenster solved the writes. Bad Batch. So do we want to also, if anyone wants to write more Fenter, please tag me. I'm at Ollie Fresh on every platform. Um, <laughs> do um, So do we want to go ahead and say, like, what are our thoughts in general about this episode? And then we'll do Cody Watch. I liked it. I mean, I will say uh, they added the thing, the more, the more Clone Wars era properties that I interact with, the sadder and more depressing Order 66 becomes. Because I remember uh, experiencing it, like, because the prequels came out when I was a kid. So that was actually, those were the first Star Wars movies that I watched were the prequels. And I was like, oh no, the Jedi, that sucks. That's, oh well. Whereas, like, viewing it through the lens of, of the clones makes it infinitely harder to sit through and infinitely more weighty because these are people that we know and interact with. And seeing that happen again, even though I consciously was like, meta wise, I know where this is going in my head. Like I understand what's about to happen, but I still was like, ah, damn, that sucked. But seeing Rex did pretty much make up for all of that. Cause like my beautiful blonde boy returned to the show in a poncho, be gay, wear ponchos. That's my, that's my new motto. That's actually, that's actually one thing that I like about this episode and that they've done a good job of setting up in the Bad Batch in general is a lot of the best, um, a lot of the best of the Star Wars properties have been the TV shows because they exist in that connective tissue between something. Um, And all of them have, with the Clone Wars, it was, we know how this is going to end and that suspense and that dread of how we're going to get there was very interesting to play in that space. Um, With Rebels, it's the same. We know how it's going to end. We don't know how it's going to end for these characters, but we do know how it's going to end and we're playing in that space with the Mandalorian and then with this... Well, with the Mandalorian, they set up right from the jump. They go, we know how this is going to end, which is the baby has to go to the Jedi. And so then we play in that space. And then with this, it's very much of like, we know these clones are either dead or they got chips in their brains. Um... And they're probably not going to live that long. It's not very many clones live that long. So again, we are living in this space of borrowed time, um, which Dave, Dave and co seem to really excel at. Um, and so that's, so I think that's why it's had the same, um, not that it's not always suspense, but like it's had the same kind of like dread almost for every episode for me is that it's like well we know what's gonna happen they're either gonna get their chips taken out or get them activated or die or or one of these things and like we know we just don't know how we're gonna get there um and obviously you know before rebels came out we didn't know that rex was gonna survive and all that kind of shit as well mel do you want to share your thoughts on the bad batch i enjoyed it um (laughs) there's not much more for me to say other than that i enjoyed it i'm happy that we saw rex um and i know that shit's about to hit the fan for this episode yeah i guess i enjoyed it i liked seeing representation for myself as the trash monster on um there were some good wholesome moments between omega and wrecker that made me feel soft uh also tech getting beat up 
made me and my friend laugh really hard, even though we shouldn't have laughed at that. <laughs> um, but yeah, overall, I thought it was really good. Not the toxicity. Um, toxicity, <laughs> but no, stop. Wow, we would have never gotten that if you hadn't yeah, said that, Ali. Yeah, thank you for the explanation, Ali. I, <laughs> I would have never known what you meant by that. Look, I know that I always appreciate someone explaining a joke. Right. Very okay. tech of you. But I, I like the episode. I know, yeah. I'm pretty sure we've reached like the the peak, and now we're gonna start the the roller coaster's about to actually start. Now we've been yeah, climbing we're up. Down. We're heading down now, everyone. So strap in. They did say the back <laughs> half of the season is gonna be foot on the gas, and I now that I've rewatched the Clone Wars, I like have seen you know when this when the seasons do this and when they're foot on the gas, and I'm like, oh, they're doing step on the gas. Step on the gas! Step on the gas! I really liked this episode. You guys basically covered everything that I would have said. Um, what I really liked about it was that it ended on almost like, not a happy note, but it ended on a more positive note. Um, like, the batch was all okay. We now are not going to be having to constantly worry about if their chips are going to activate or not. So I feel like we get a bit of a reprieve before we go into the next the bad thing. part yeah um and now with that said cody watch jess i need to break open my um emergency clown nose eventually because i can't keep doing this every week of there's no cody he wasn't there like i literally you know rex with his hood over his his face in the beginning of the episode and I was like there's Rex and my friend was like how do you know that's not Cody it could be Cody your beloved and I was like no because Cody's not going to show up I've just this is not my beautiful husband <laughs> I feel like um the this is fine dog sitting in a room filled with fire that's that's me every week watching the bad batch is like this is fine he's he's not coming that's okay but here's the thing I I do still think he's coming. I still think, I think it's been such a long time since we've seen Crosshair that if they want to pull a a real emotional punch with Crosshair and and Rex and Onderon, if that is something that is happening, pulling out the Cody gun. I had an idea. So during, during the episode, when the Bad Batch was like, yeah, our chips just didn't work. Rex was like, oh, there's not many clones who resisted the chip. And I was like, not many. <gasps> so my first thought, my first thought was Wolf and Gregor. And I still think that that's what he's talking about. And I don't think Gregor, I don't think Gregor so much resisted the chip as he just wasn't there. <laughs> but I do think Wolf is probably the most likely candidate for that. But then Rex was like, I, and I've never been on this side of the surgery before. So I was like, Rex would not have let Wolf get his chip removed without being there. He's like, that is my special boy. <laughs> it's the two of us. So I'm still, like, I'm kind of confused as to this state. Or maybe they just, honestly, I don't really know. But my, I don't think this happened, because I do think Dave wants um, evil Cody. But I do think it would be very funny if we're so worried about how Cody's dealing with this, and Cody just, like, resisted, like, he shot down Obi-Wan, and then was like, that's not right, and then just left. Cody's, like, ripped to Order 66, but I'm different. Cody's, (laughs) like, I'm built different, and has literally just been, like, hanging out, like, hanging out on Onderon with Rex, like, sipping a martini this whole time. (laughs) 
Hey y'all, Mel here, just popping in to say that during Pride Month, we want to highlight LGBT causes that are near and dear to our hearts. Last week, we supported the LGBTQ Freedom Fund, and this week, we'd like to share with you the Sylvia Rivera Law Project. The SRLP works to guarantee that all people are free to self-determine their gender identity and expression, regardless of income or race, and without facing harassment, discrimination, or violence. The link to donate to them is in our show notes. Uh, Happy Pride, and let's get into the second half of the podcast. That's as much as I'm going to sing. So, um, this is the first segment that I'm actually like taking the fucking reins on. Uh, I'm taking over for Mel this week in terms of uh, doing is it legends or did I just make it up? So, the premise of this is very simple and we are going to keep score. Um, I'm going to present something that may or may not be a fact from legends. And then my fellow co-hosts are going to guess if it is a real thing from Legends or if I just made it up for funsies. Uh, my, my first, is it Legends or is it canon fact? Um, there is, in 1984, George Lucas wrote, produced, and directed a movie titled Caravan of Courage and Ewok Adventure that starred a human family trapped on Endor that had that's to survive true. against That's Ewoks. true. I know that's true. I know that's true. I've seen it. I think that's- it is Legends. <laughs> I know that's true. Oh, wait. There's oh, someone on. Sorry. I believe it's on Disney Plus now. There's the Ewok Legends. Adventures. Jess, I'm do you gonna... want to guess? Yeah, that's true. I'm pretty um, sure that's on Disney Plus. Also. There's actually someone on TikTok who's named after the girl from that movie that I follow. And I don't remember <laughs> who it is. But... I hate it here. Um, but yeah, no, that is that's actually the sequel movie because there were two of those. Yeah. And they were made for, they were they were direct. They were they were made for TV movies that just exists forever now. I can't. Um, so we'll always have that. <laughs> my, my next legend or did I make it up um, is that, and I do love Star Wars creature names. Uh, I am a very obsessed with Star Wars animals as we are aware. Um, however, on most forest planets, there is an animal that is called a gackle bat. Fake, you made that up. <laughs> oh, a what? A gackle bat. <laughs> I'm gonna say you made that up. <laughs> I don't know. I want it to be Legends, so I'm saying Legends. I'm going to say Legends as well. Like, <laughs> that sounds like something that someone would make up. Like, that's something I would make up. But I also really enjoy the thought of it actually being <laughs> Legends. Like, Legends is fucked up. So, yeah, I'm going to say Legends. So, yeah, this is actually in Legends. Motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> It is called, it's called a gackle bat and it injects venom into its prey to paralyze them and then it eats them. <gasps> oh my god. Oh my god. God damn. Gackle bats don't fuck around. Jesus. Honestly, I want a gackle bat. I want to hang out with one. Death by gackle if bat. If I die because of the gackle bat, don't prosecute the gackle bat. The gackle bat caught me slipping and that's on me. I can't deal with this. Um, okay, here's here's my here's my next one. Um, so the and this the 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 location that I'm about to set that I'm about to talk about is is pre um it's pre like higher public era. This is like older public. Um on now Hutta, so the planet that the huts like rule over, they're the most concentrated place, they have a prison that is de- designed specifically for four sensitives. Um and they use that to imprison four sensitives in the older public era. 
Legends. That's true. I feel like that one sounds a little bit too, like, it sounds like you're trying to trick me. So I'm going to say that one's Noah made it up. I'm also going to say it's Noah made it up because for similar reasons. Also, I'm not trying to Hannibal you right now, but it just, the, the way in which you said it, makes me leads me to believe that is what in the thrawn hell okay thrawn go fucking thrawn me mel it's me using thrawn as a verb now actually period bbc yeah i also think that noah just made that up like i don't know about like a force sensitive like prison on malhut it doesn't Hmm, but legends is fucked up but yeah it sounds like no one made that up to me so here's the thing um i did make this one up but only by location um because okay, where is it then Fuck! Oh, I was no so i don't they didn't um there's not like a location listed but like there are prisons that exist specifically to capture and hold uh force sensitive people um, i mean i believe that because they did have like the the force sensitive like naughty 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 child, naughty force sensitive children box for mall on Mandalore. So. I literally was thinking no, of the, that's what I the call citadel. it the lunchbox. That's the citadel. That's what the citadel was. I don't think the citadel I think was, that for was just a really fucked up um, prison. No, it was for Jedi. Epic and in- prison industrial complex moment. Anyway, Star Wars for that. Um, Dooku, okay, why I, did you why did you perpetuate the prison industrial complex? Not very sexy. Not, not very. Oh, not very oh no, 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 no! I was Dooku's I was not correct. Very based. I was correct. The Citadel, also known as Citadel Station, was a prison constructed on the planet Lola Seyu by the Jedi Order to hold rogue Jedi. Early in the Clone Wars, it was captured <laughs> by the Confederacy of Independent Systems, and Osi Sobek became its warden. This is this is my my last one for today, on on Hoth. This, and this this is after the, this is after the Battle of Hoth. Luke Skywalker fights a creature known as Wampa Vader that is a regular Wampa that can shapeshift into the Sith Lord Darth Vader, and he has to fight it to death to leave the planet. This feels real. That this feels, feels real. That's the same energy as him on Dagobah. <laughs> I'll say it's real. I think that's legit. What the fuck? Wampa Vader? Actually, I think this is real. I think I've heard about Wampa Vader. I'm going to say it's real. Okay, like, this is a unlock is... something in my brain. All I can think of is the Wonka Vader from Willy no, Wonka. Wonka Vader. <laughs> Wonka Vader. Like the elevator. Charlie, I am your father. <laughs> Does that mean that Gene Wilder plays Vader? Stop. Yes. I think survive. that's legends. I think it's legends. I think it's true. Are we all are we all voted? Yes. So yeah, this is a real thing. Uh <laughs> Lucasfilm's derogatory. <laughs> so I swear actually, I heard some talk this about actually, this. Before. Wampa Vader actually comes from a video game that was made just after the release of Empire, and they wanted to capitalize off of it, and they made Wampa Vader. And it it is a it is a Wampa that transforms into Darth Vader. <laughs> Um, the, the great thing about Star Wars is that the stupider it is, the more likely it is to be true. And the fact that we were all like, yeah, that sounds about right. God bless. I'm having some sort of mental breakdown right I'm now. Having one I'm having moments. a malfunction. Hey, Noah, this felt insane because I've always been on the other half of it. I feel- This is how it fucking feels. Because you, by the way, when I was like finding the Legends ones, I literally was like, 
I feel like I'm gaslighting people by talking about this. Literally. I'm not going to lie, though. The <laughs> weirdest part was like finding things from Legends and being like, this is real. And I have to, I have to it's say, so I have to, I have to fucking say the word Gacklebat without losing my shit. I really do love Gacklebat. I think that's what I'm going to be for Halloween next year. Do we want to go on? There's some other stuff we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um. So I would like to interject and talk about uh, Wikipedia and what they're doing for Pride this month. Um. So basically, um, I don't know if you're up to date with the Wikipedia drama. Um, you know, we have a member of this podcast who has gone through some Wikipedia drama themselves. We won't get into it here. We'll have that lore drop later. We can't um, talk about my we Wikipedia can't, drama. We can't talk about all <laughs> my beef with Wikipedia. Drama. Well, there was one person in specific, but we won't get into it. That's we just can't. a little teaser. Anyways. <laughs> anyways. Um, so basically, um, there, there's some things on Wikipedia. Wikipedia is not a perfect place, obviously. It's the Star Wars fandom. We'll never know peace. Um, but specifically, there's like some language um, used on the site and just in general, like, you know, it's it's Star Wars. It's not necessarily the most inclusive place um, always, but they're they're working actively to, to change that and, and to be better. Um, but because of that, there is some division within the Wikipedia, um, like, editors and whatnot um so they did lose their twitter i don't know if they've gotten it back in the time since um but yeah basically the mods are have been beefing which once again they were beefing for for genuine reasons like making sure people's like correct names are being listed on wikipedia and and whatnot uh but this month because it is pride month um wikipedia is doing this thing called wiki project pride um and basically they're working to improve um in-universe articles about uh, canon and legends characters who are in the LGBTQIA plus community and out-of-universe articles about LGBTQIA plus uh, Star Wars co uh, contributors like artists and actors. Um, yeah, and specifically this um, Pride, they're really wanting to um, fix the Dr. Afra page because it's really fucked up um, and like severely um, like undersourced. Uh, she is one of the few canon queer characters that we have in Star Wars. She's a lesbian. Um, and she's in her own, like, self-titled thing. She's not just a side character. Mm -hmm. She has her own content that is based around yeah. her. Like a main character who has a whole kiss. Like, it's, it's her. We got okay. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Basically, this is for me just to say, if you're interested in working on that project, um, in the show notes... Um, along with the the nonprofit that we're um, uplifting this week, um, I suggest you should check out uh, Wikipedia Project Stardust on Dr. Afra because um, it's 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 great work and that's not necessarily the you know part of Star Wars I'm I'm doing like editing and things, but I do enjoy perusing Wikipedia. So if it can be a better place, it's wild. I love Wikipedia for all its flaws and um, yeah. So happy Pride! Fix Dr. Afra's Wikipedia page. I think it is now time, unless anyone has anything else they want to say, for our favorite segment, which is Name That Ship. So this one is not particularly, I will say the ship is not particularly like evil, but it is one that I saw and was like, huh? Without further ado, the title of this is Hand to Heart Combat. 
Oh, let me, I'm sorry. To introduce a segment, Name That Ship is when one of us will find a fan fiction, usually on AO3. We will read the title, the tags, and the summary, and our esteemed hosts will have to guess what the ship is. So yeah, this one is called Hand to Heart Combat. The tags are character A slash character B. Um, minor or background relationships. Characters, character A, character B. So, okay, here's the thing. There's a lot of characters. If I read them, it's going to give it away right away. So I'm not going to read, like, all of the characters tied because you will be like, oh, okay. Um, so I'll just get straight to the additional tags. Cross-posted on fanfiction.net. Uh, canon typical violence, non-canon relationship, alternate universe, canon divergence, Sabine ships it, so does everyone else, TBH. How does one tag? It's just pure OTP crack, okay? What more do you want from me? Romantic fluff. Tags may change. Also, tags are hard. Some parts of this are outdated, but oh well. So there's not a lot going on in the tags, but the summary is character A admired character B, but he was adamant about this this he did not love character b did he what was that what was the last tag? some parts of this are outdated but oh well yeah so i was gonna ask so what's the rating when was it last updated sure. and how so many chapters was, this was completed on um october 22nd 2017 oh um it has uh twelve thousand words i'm guessing rebels correct are they both rebels characters they're both in Rebels, yes. Is it gay? No. Oh, straight people. It's a people. hetero ship? It is a hetero ship. Oh. Is it Thrawn and Hera? It is not. I would not bring that here. Yeah, don't bring that here. I would mm. execute them if execute. that were the case. Is it Hera or... and Kanan? It no. is not. Okay, is well, not. we know that allegedly Sabine ships it. Okay. I will say, there is back... Based one on of the your judgment, is... would Sabine tags... ship it? One of the tags is minor Kanan Jarrus slash Harrison Dula. So they are there in the background. I'm sorry, Noah, what was your question? In your opinion, would Sabine actually ship this relationship? It's hard to say because I don't think that she would be like, fuck no. But I don't think she would be particularly like, oh my god, yes, I'm so excited. Does it involve like, an imperial character? It does not. Is it Luke? So they're all rebels? It is not Luke. Sorry, not Luke. Is it Ezra Leia? It is not. And so wait, are they, is it, is it all Star Wars Rebels characters or just people from that era? No, they are all characters in the show. Are they, they all ghost, ghost crew members? No. Wait, no You said that it's not members. Imperial. Not Zeb? Oh, I, I thought you meant character. One of them is, and it is no. Zeb. Oh, no. <laughs> and you said not... they're not Imperial, so it's not Price slash Zeb, it's... right? <laughs> <laughs> That's Ahsoka? Where I going. Ahsoka? You got it. It is Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Oh, what? This fanfic is the. Fr I will. I don't want to roast this author, but the first one is Zeb is playing chess with Chopper, and Ahsoka walks in and she was like, "Oh, where's Kanan? I was gonna train with him." And Zeb's like, "I'll train with you," and he like jumps up out of his chair, and then they train together, and he's like, "I think I might be in love with you." And that's uh, like, the thing is, it's not inherently a bad ship, but I just saw it and was like. Whoa. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I disagree that fucking Sabine would ship that because she, like, 
Are you Sabine knows Callus and she's like, how fucking dare you? What I thought was funny is because when I was reading this, I was like, I like it's not an inherently problematic ship, but it just feels so wrong. Feels and they, bad. Did about it it as, feel... they did tag it as Garasoka. Not Garasoka. Okay, because here, no. here's the thing. You're like nothing about it is the worst thing ever, but my no. entire body is like, oh, we shall not be indulging in this behavior tonight. Like, like it's not bad because they are both consenting adults but it's just like no they're both gay they they can't they yeah. wouldn't i would like to pause it in my evil felony verse <laughs> that this is the ship that has the the callus um no. the callus tano <gasps> or not the callus no, no not pause pause let me finish <sighs> instead of the callus of babies it <laughs> it is the tegruta lasat child Jaina, Tano, <gasps> Aurelios. Cannot Not Jaina Solo, who is Han and Leia's legends child. Jason is fucking Han no, and Leia. No, I'm saying Can't that's a it. lot. I I feel like I feel like Zeb would take Ahsoka's last name. Period. Yeah, that's a I should. Male so. wife. I I will say this. I have one evil thought about this ship, and I feel <laughs> like it'd be. Here's my thing. This is this is gay lesbian solidarity. However, if I feel like they'd be like. Hey, have you ever like tried it with someone of the opposite okay. sex? Actually, they're I each other's like beards. I actually feel like that's really in character. <laughs> no, like that actually feels like that that's what I'm thinking. I'm like not to like push this agenda because like I'm not. However, I think it'd be really funny if they just got like a little bit drunk one night and started <laughs> looking at each other like, "Hey, have you like ever thought about?" And they're like, "Not." Really? And then we smash cut to the next morning where both of them are like, we're never fucking talking about this ever again. Epic Arlani and Thrawn moment. Stop. I have a fic. Okay, gang. So here's the thing. I know name that ship is about romantic ships. That is not what I'm bringing to the table today. Um, oh. huh? I simply saw this in a tag and it made me feel insane. And I need to share it with you. Um, I, I guess I'm gonna have you guess the, the you'll the based on the story the tag tells you'll know who characters you have to guess. Are you ready? As ready as I'll ever be. Tags: parent-child relationship, alien biology, male lactation. But it's not as sexy and gross as I had intended. But it's not like that good good Teen Wolf style ma male lactation. Protectiveness: How the fuck do I rate male lactation fic that isn't very sexual? Not beta red run on sentences um what the fuck wait can you give us number of um when was it finished rating and number of chapters please yeah it's only one chapter it's 2100 900 uh 2191 words and it was published on the 15th of december 2019 oh okay can you give us an era <laughs> an era um, of characters an era Post-original trilogy. Do you know what this is, Ollie? Um, it's- no, it's post-original trilogy? Yeah. No, then I don't. Oh, okay. Oh, that actually made- hey, tell me- okay, here's a quick question. Is Chewbacca involved? Nope. Thank god. Hmm. Is it- Does this okay, wait, it's-, it's you, just, you said alien biology, right? Yep. But, is but it my nub? No, it is not. <laughs> it is not. not lactating nine. <laughs> Kit Fisto. No, it's not Kit Fisto. It's post original trilogy. Yeah. Does it involve Thrawn? No, not even a little bit. Grogu. 
Yes. No, get, get... Oh. What? <laughs> no! Jinjarin? 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 No! No, no! Wait, can I, can I, can I, can I read you the summary, guys? Is this a Dinjarin <laughs> breastfeeding Yes, fic? yes it is, and can I read you the summary? I'm going to everyone, hey, everyone, my trans king. Hey, everyone, can we just, can I read the summary real quick? I'm going to walk into the ocean, but yes. <clears throat> he looked down at the scant ration bars in his stores and thought, I can't feed us both, only to hear some sudden hidden and nearly forgotten part of himself insist, yes, you can. Hey, what the I fuck? Feel, I feel like... I feel, I feel fucking insane right now. <laughs> what I is can't. this? I don't like Star Wars anymore. That felt like getting hit in the head with like, a bat. Okay, what like it heck? is cursed, <laughs> but I just think it's like, I just really appreciate it for what it is. Like this season three of the Season three of The Mandalorian is eight uncut hours of Din Djarin breastfeeding. Oh, oh my god, Mel. Dave Filoni, eat your heart out. Mel, what? you've unlocked something in the back of my brain, and I distinctly remember seeing that fanfic. No! Back in 2019, when I was scrolling through fanfic, and I was like, what the hell is this? That really just unlocked, like, a memory that I had locked away deep in the, in the pit of my soul. I feel insane! How many likes does it have, Bestie? Okay, let's just go through this. Can comments, you tell us some comments? Comments 52. Kudos. 368. Bookmarks. 59. Holy I, shit. We only yeah. need 10 more to get to the funny number. Stop. Hits, 3,341. Whoa! Holy what? shit. That That's has... a fucking Din Djarin breastfeeding fic. Oh that my fic god. That has more hits than every episode of our podcast so far. <laughs> <laughs> Outclassed Whoa. by the Din Djarin breastfeeding I guess, fic. I guess we gotta get, I guess we gotta cater to the people's wants. No. I don't know. Holy. <laughs> Ollie, instead of reading Rough Day, I was, followers, can you read this? Hey, I was okay. just about to say, don't, I, literally, Noah, the next words out of my mouth were going to be, don't try to make me read this online. Honestly, honestly, I'm thinking about Rough Day, and I'm thinking about what this, and I don't know which one would be worse. I'm going to say whichever doesn't get us perma banned from TikTok. <laughs> oh, actually, I think both would get us banned from TikTok. You're going to have to heavily censor yourself. Hey besties, um, I was reading through the comments and apparently it's not that bad. Um, this is also part one of a series. How is it not that bad? Wait, what's the series called and what part else is in the series? I'm not telling you guys the series name or the the, the no, title of this just... fic because I feel like people are gonna fucking come for this person. No, no, and no. Just, I, the more I'm reading it, the more I'm like, this is valid. Like, I'm like, okay, what is the trans experience okay, if not? No, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say, here's thinking about this. If this about is, this. Like, if this is trans tea for tea. Yeah, and it's so just valid. like it just happens. I'm I think, like, okay, but like making it the point, I'm like, what in the here's fuck? The, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's like it's not much like the Empire Callus or whatever. It's not. It's not the the concept that's the problem. It's the it's tags the way, that told a story. Yeah, it's the tags. It's the way it's framed. Like when you read us the summary, whatever, I was like that the cursed energy coming off of it yeah. is the thing i was like nothing wrong with trans and nothing wrong with that no he, and you know what he is i've decided yeah just now yep. dave filoni dinjarin is peaceful trans dinjarin also followed by yeah i don't think though in this fic he is transgender i think it's just mm. alien biology that makes him able to breastfeed which um, i'm like mm, okay i could have just made him trans but 
So, thank you so much for joining us this week for Hoop Helps Pod Race. Episodes usually drop Sundays. For updates, Star Wars news, and more cursed shit, follow us on social media at Rupalps Podrace on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. There's a lot of news about um, Book of Boba Fett, the Obi-Wan show, and more. We talk about all of it on our social media, so check that out. Also, thank you to I'm Just Sleepy 12465333 for leaving a review. If you enjoy our show, consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us a lot. We'll see you next week for another episode. May the force be with you, and don't criff it up. Waka waka. Waka waka. waka. <laughs> waka. Don't ASMR it. I will kill you.